For a Novel Architecture by Karim Nader, podcast number one, For a Novel Architecture. Welcome to my podcast. I will be uh, using this platform uh, to introduce my book uh, For a Novel Architecture, which was uh, edited and published uh, in the beginning of uh, 2021. And um, I would like to start by listening to a song, uh, which is called Alarm Call by Bjork.
did quite an experience, uh, Bjork, an alarm call. She says, I've walked this earth and watched people. I can be sincere and say, I like them. You can't say no to hope. You can't say no to happiness. I want to go on a mountaintop with a radio and good batteries and play a joyous tune and free the human race from suffering. I'm no fucking Buddhist, but this is enlightenment. The less room you give me, the more space I've got. This is an alarm call, so wake up, wake up now. Today has never happened, and it doesn't frighten me. It doesn't scare me at all. It is indeed in uh, a very unusual uh, situation that I was uh, finally decided to sit and write this book. Um, on October 17, 2019, the revolution explodes in, uh, in Beirut. I'm stuck at home, cannot uh, go down on the street. And I had this project of a book that I, that I wanted to write. And um, so I sit and start writing the book with the energy of uh, this re revolution. And who better than Björk to accompany me uh, in the uh, opening page uh, of the book to talk about an alarm call and to, to talk about the necessity of saying something meaningful. Uh, in the first part of the book, which I called uh, For Novel Architecture, um, I really insist on the depleted state of uh, education today and uh, how uh, the, the new generation, I've seen this a lot, um, in, in my nephews who are now uh, 23, 21, and, and 16, who have been constantly complaining about the, the education system. Uh, I think really uh, today uh, school education has, uh, has become obsolete and we need really to uh, reshift the focus uh, from knowledge uh, to, to playfulness, to creativity, and to life savviness rather than uh, simple memorization. Uh, today, technology allows us very clearly to um, to pick any piece of information that is missing uh, from the web. So there is really no point in memorizing anything. I was raised in, in a childhood context uh, that was uh, very uh, creative. My father uh, was a painter and an artist and, and a sculptor. And um, all, all the time I, I made the assumption uh, that um, everyone should live uh, creatively. But this assumption actually wasn't um, completely correct because I noticed later on that I had the chance of living in a, in a context that encouraged uh, a child to become creative. I had the opportunity also of repairing schools, uh, uh, the one in Nakura in the south of Lebanon, and the 10 schools uh, later in 2021 after the, the explosion um, in, in Beirut. And it was always uh, for me an opportunity to revisit um, the spaces of the schools uh, from uh, spaces that are just uh, spaces, uh, spaces for knowledge to spaces of play and spaces for um, innovation and creativity. Um, also, another example is the uh, uh, competition for the School of Architecture in Iris in Denmark, which is also found in the book, um, where the model was made in Lego, which was a testimony for my uh, playful uh, childhood, but also uh, for uh, being uh, a, a child in Denmark 
uh, and wanting to become an architect, for sure you have been raised in um, a context where you would have played with Legos. Uh, I want to uh, to mention here um, a quote uh, by Alain Rogrier, which uh, basically I stumbled upon when I was studying, once again, the education context uh, in Rice University in Houston in 2001. And basically, uh, the quote shocked me when I saw it. Um, and it, it was the beginning of a, of a whole um, research and a whole discovery uh, of the world of, uh, of the novel, which eventually found its way in the, in the title of the book. I'm going to read the quote for you. But the world is neither significant nor absurd. It is, quite simply. That, in any case, is the most remarkable thing about it. And suddenly the obviousness of this strikes us with irres irresistible force. All at once, the whole splendid construction collapses, Opening our eyes unexpectedly, we have experienced, once too often, the shock of the stubborn reality we were pretending to have mastered. Around us, defining the noisy pack of our animistic or protective adjectives, things are there. Their surfaces are distinct and smooth, intact, neither suspiciously brilliant nor transparent. Alain Robbe-Grier, A Future for the Novel. In French, it's Pour un nouveau roman. Uh, this quote really shocked me because uh, it it talks essentially about what I've, I had been all the time criticizing about the education system, which is um, these adjectives that we keep on sticking uh, onto the onto reality rather than the reality that simply is. When he says it is, quite simply, the isness, the presence of things that are there before being something or being good or being bad or being whatever adjective. And it was all the more uh, shocking to me that a quote like that found its way on a, on a university wall in, a, in the corridor on a syllabus for a course, uh, which um, really was hinting at the, the fact that uh, architecture was, was more than a quest for knowledge. It was a quest for self, and it was a quest for creativity. Indeed, when I worked on my final project, I also formulated it in the form of a question. Uh, I called my final project when I was uh, at the UB, American University of Beirut in 99, my final project in fifth year, can you draw me a house? And it was a homage to uh, the little prince of uh, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry, where the little prince comes and appears in the desert and asks uh, the aviator to draw for him a sheep. And the aviator fails three times at drawing the sheep. The first time it's too old, second time it's, uh, it's too weak, the third time it's not a sheep, it's a ram because it has horns. Every time the little prince finds a problem uh, with the drawing. Eventually, the aviator draws a box and he tells him the sheep is inside. Uh, and the, she the, the, the face of the little prince uh, brightens and he says, oh, he is exactly as I imagined him. And this is actually a very interesting answer uh, to this uh, complicated problem uh, of uh, can you draw me, which eventually uh, continues to haunt me 
uh, today, uh, trying to draw a house for a client or a project uh, by extension, where there's always the expectation of what happens in the mind and the um, closure that representation is supposed to produce. Um, so, so in the in the proposition of uh, can you draw me a house, uh, I said that there will be no closure to representation, but that the drawings will be made in the form of open signs that are open for interpretations. There would be several versions of the house, and they were presented in the form of an installation a model where 11 paintings of the house were hinged onto each other uh, so that various possibilities uh, could uh, could still happen. Later on, in 2018, I had the opportunity to uh, produce an installation uh, for the Beirut Design Fair, where this question, once again, of the isness, of uh, the presence of objects beyond the adjectives, um, came again. And I proposed this time uh, what I called uh, the house of small. Uh, so it's uh, the house of the little prince. Uh, where, which was made out of uh, galvanized steel and uh, polycarbonate walls, uh, all transparent and letting the air go through it, in the middle of the hangar of the design fair. Uh, it was uh, uh, an answer as a folly uh, this time to this question of the unending desire for, for the house, uh, and I said, for his return at the Beirut Design Fair 2018, he can be seen seated on the roof terrace, the little prince. He builds on his tiny fragment of a planet, the paradigm of a house, complete with cellar for hygienic functions, pitched roof, attic to shower, meditate, or take off on the bird's wings, mid-levels to sleep, work, and sit. But once again, this is not a home in the expected comforting certainty. Liberated by the design fair hangar itself from the need to enclose, shelter, and protect from the elements, this house of small lets the conditioned wind pass through and is no subject to any waterproofing details. Ultimately, to succeed in becoming a home for Delta Prince, this house of small has in fact to remain representation. So I called it a one-to-one -one model of a house. Its status is that of an architectural object midway between architecture and design, that children and grown-ups at the fair had no shame to climb through and explore. So you have noticed that uh, the novel and architecture are intertwined in, uh, in this context. And in this case, uh, it's the story of the little prince uh, and the attempts uh, at drawing a house. Uh, I would like to uh, clarify a bit the uh, the title of my book for a novel architecture. It is uh, definitely a homage to Pour un nouveau roman, for a new novel of uh, Alain Robcrier. But of course, as you know, a novel in English means at the same time new, and it means the story, the novel, the fiction. Uh, so uh, the title of my book is uh, to, to talk about this... Uh, sensation of us being in a fiction, of us being in a narration, but also how my reading of novels, my readings of fiction, my reading of general texts has affected my perception of the world and how I have uh, worked uh, all the time by being close to novels uh, to be able to produce what 
I want to uh, call the novel architecture. 